Hi everyone, welcome to Boxed In, the podcast where we talk about cult movies and genre films. I'm Masbuziti and I'm joined today by Nico. Yep, that's me. Uh, Cole. Hello. And Jax. Hello. How are you guys? Pretty good. All right. All right. What have you guys been doing yeah. for the last few weeks? Um, I've been Movie. watching a lot of movies for probably more than Jax has. Uh, I bet that's you trying to set me up so you can like rub in my fucking face how many you've seen, huh? Uh, I've seen e 55 over the course of the last uh, 52 days, you bitch. Bitch numbers. I've seen uh, uh, almost 80 now. Shit, it's it's not like really a brag, it's kind of sad. Honestly, fucker. <laughs> Damn it, Cole, you always have to be better than us. I've seen like 48 or 50. How about you, Nico? Ooh. I don't know. I've, I just know I've watched a lot. <laughs> Alright, odd flex. That's, that's the normal answer. Well, Cole, you said I watched 80? two today. So. What'd you watch? You, wait, did you watch two of our movies today? No, I watched Last House and then I watched Juliette Dans Paris. Oh, yeah. beautiful pronunciation, Nico. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, it was today, pretty terrible. Our, today our topic of discussion is uh, horror films and more specifically uh, 70s horror films. Um, just, uh, in my opinion, the greatest uh, decade for horror films because you got, you know, you have Romero, uh, Craven. Uh, and Carpenter, amongst others, all getting their start in that decade. Uh, so it's just, it's got numerous great films. Uh, and uh, let's all go down the line and say what movies we chose. Uh, I chose Wes Craven's debut of A Last House on the Left. Um, Nico? I uh, chose uh, David Cronenberg's The Brood because I love body horror and I hadn't seen The Brood yet. So I don't know. What up, Cole? You? Uh, I love Cronenberg. I'm great. I did uh, Martin because I was very curious to see what what that was about. I just saw like a poster, like a dude with a syringe. So the it's poster fun. is so good. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's an alright poster. You don't don't uh, oh, guess okay. like that, right? Not that poster, but the like the oh not the, the letterbox one, poster. The like white poster, oh, with, like yeah. the yeah, fangs yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. pretty cool poster. Yeah. Romero's movie's got some pretty cool posters, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jax? Uh, I chose The Tenet because I, I'm i not a Roman Polanski fan, but Sean Baker yeah, says yeah. that every shot of The Tenet is gorgeous, so that's pretty high praise, and I was really interested to see Roman Polanski in a acting role. Dude, do you mean to tell me you made me sit through The Tenet because Sean Baker said it was beautiful? Oh, it yeah. is shot by the same <laughs> guy who shot Persona, so... Yeah, the cinematography in The Tenant is great. Mm. It is. I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, the best of Polanski's career. I mean, I think Rosemary's I don't Baby think, is way yeah. better. I think Propulsion, it's black and white. It's uh, way more... Uh, I, I, think, I, I don't think he was talking about necessarily the beauty of the shots, but also just the, like, the precision and the blocking and the cinematography overall, you know, like the, just the angle is used, yeah. The lighting's uh, pretty good, too. Yeah, uh, where, where do we start? Um, let's, I think we should start with The Brood, because that was definitely, I think, other than my choice, my favorite that we uh, watched. Because I just, I'll be honest, a huge blind spot for me, I, I've seen a lot of movies, but uh, David Cronenberg has been a huge blind spot for me. As long, the two Davids, David Lynch and David Cronenberg, have been two blind spots for me. Either that I don't like them that much, or I haven't seen that m- many of, uh, of their movies. But The Brood is pretty fucking awesome if i'm being honest um yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I heard some reviews saying that it, i'm actually thinking about bumping up my review a star uh oh no half star uh because 
I thought it was gonna be really slow, and I, I while it's not as good as Videodrome, I think that it's like a really engaging movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I didn't love it as much like as his other work because like Videodrome is one of my favorites, and uh, I mean, it just has so much great like The Fly and this and that. But I I found myself thoroughly engaged, and by the end, by the time the finale, like. Bro, would you, open you know what happened? Oh, yeah, was like, so, dude, I, so was all, I was all, all the way in. Yeah, and then she's like slurping a baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Already, body horror just isn't my thing. I'm more like appreciating it on like a craft level. But uh, like, I just don't enjoy seeing like mutated bodies. Like, I'm actually like, more into the slasher and like chainsaw to the head kind of thing. I'm okay with violence, just not, that's too gross for me. Yeah, I was surprised uh, that you liked this, considering that you, like, hated Midsommar for, like... Yeah. No, 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 no. For me, yeah. okay, well, we could talk about, there's a quick thing about Midsommar, and I do want to say something about Midsommar. Oh, yeah, sorry about Midsommar is very Cronenberg-esque in terms of, like, how gross it is. I was just surprised, um, because a lot of my favorite movies are, like, incredibly violent. Like, I'm a big Pack and Paw fan, I'm a big Tarantino fan, so I, 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 I don't have a problem watching violence on screen in, in big quantities. But for some reason, Midsommar just took me as being so senseless and not as a, an artistic or aesthetic pur for pur like aesthetic purpose, but just to be so like appalling. Like it, it was gross. Like it made me feel sick. Now I actually oh. kind of like Midsommar. I think it's one of the best movies I've watched. Hey. Yeah, it's, it's a good nice mark. Turn around. No, seriously, it went from a two and a half star to like a three and a half before. Like I, I just think it's a great movie. Cool. All, All right. right. I'm let's, never let's, gonna enjoy it though, because of that first experience. Anyways, back to Cronenberg. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, back to stabbing babies. Yeah. For the for the first like hour of the brood, it's like it's violent, but it's not like gross. It's just like it's bloody. You know what I mean? But like once I mean, the whole like baby aspect is introduced, like it's so disgusting. But at the same time, it's also like not a courtroom drama but a divorce drama which yeah. is like yes. hilarious the fact that he wrote this while he was going <laughs> yeah. through it but like she has to be nice like, to her or else like, she's gonna like, like, like burst and the babies are gonna kill oliver reed yeah, That's yeah. Horrific, oh, oliver reed is also is so like good. so yeah. fun, um, good. Like the british accent they're very fast like like uh, uh, uh um the like tight accent like he speaks at like a mile an hour yeah it's, yeah, it's also worth bringing up uh, a review from a really popular Letterboxd user, Brad Pitt, uh, <laughs> because, no, uh, this is a real point, because she said, imagine being someone, so this is in response to the fact that Cronenberg wrote this while and after going yeah. through the divorce, so she goes, imagine being someone's ex-wife fighting an intense, exhausting custody battle. And seeing this film he made in which you're framed as the villain, a furious monstrous mother birthing a brood of murderous children through an external womb and then licking the blood off them as a male protagonist um, watches in disgust. The fact that he ends up strangling her to death with his bare hands doesn't really sit well with me either. I, all right, as, as much as I like the movie and as much as I think that it's a very interesting expression of his own anguish during his divorce, yeah, I think that's a pretty fair point. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, but like, but that's what makes it like all the more tormenting. Yeah, when yeah. she licks the baby, I kind of like lost me a little bit. Like, it was a little no, cute. that that's no, where it like it, won me over. It's a demonizing like, more <laughs> baby yeah, slurping. Right? It was gross for the purpose of being gross. All right, there was no. That's what I mean about like Midsommar. Like, it, it it was just when she licks the baby, 
I uh, something inside of me. My, my heart sank. I was like, Ugh. You know, I got But isn't that what he's trying to achieve? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of the point. Horror. I guess. Also, the main actor, Art Finkel, I think his name is. He never really did anything other than the brood, like huge. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why. Like he's a great actor, and his face like pierces the soul. You know, like he's got, he's got great eyes. Yeah. yeah, no, he's great. He goes through so much during this movie. Yeah, like, that was poor thing. guy. Like, like, like three <laughs> close members of his family, and then like his teacher, they all died. He's all there. Like he's there for all of them. And the cops don't like like take him in or suspect him. They just let him go every time. <laughs> and like he's like every time he sees their dead bodies, which are well, brutally, that's because he brings are, no, no, hold on a baby witness. Nico, hold on. When they are brutally murdered with like ball, like like crushed skulls and blood everywhere, and he just stares and he goes, "Can we?" and runs off into the other room to go find the body. <laughs> that is a psychopath, all right. That guy does not even blink at blood, right? That's true. It's kind of was me. I was that hero. Yeah, like, yeah, obviously it's him, it's Cronenberg or something like that, kind of like, yeah. or maybe, like, it's, I, that's an interesting point, I didn't know that it was about his divorce, I, I figured it had something to do with uh, his personal life. But. Yeah, going back <laughs> to what you're talking about, Matt, you're saying, like, it felt a bit excessive, the violence and all that kind of stuff at the end, where it's just, like, licking the blood, which you said, uh, yeah. Nico, I think was, like, kind of part of it, it was kind of the point. I think that's why it's kind of what you are saying earlier, um, you have to catch up on like Cronenberg movies as a whole because they're all kind of sort of that way, you know, like where they're very mm -hmm. extreme, uh, which always serves a point like the video drum or there's like yeah. a gun hand or whatever, or like the fly where <laughs> turns into a fucking fly. <laughs> like it's <laughs> horrible, <laughs> gross things happen. And I think that's why it's kind of rough to watch his movies. So yeah, but I, you know, that's I, kind I of the art of body horror. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also I just think about like the way different directors utilize violence and stuff. It's like they make it into their own aesthetic. So like, I think that you have to take it in, a, in the context of his whole body of work. Uh, like you said, like if you if you went in to a movie like The Brood without being uh, familiar with with Cronenberg's work, I think it'd be a little weird. But I guess like you have to start somewhere. So there's always going to be that like that like initial repulsion. You know what I mean? When you watch these movies, like Excuse say when I first watched Video Drum, like it was like. I Shock. feel like that's where you should start. It is, yeah, really? I think so. That or the fly. That's, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I want to watch Scanners. I'm, I'm really. Interested. I heard something. I heard Josh Safdie yeah. mention Scanners in a, in a Criterion video. So I, I really and explosion. Uh, so to kind of have a cool movie moment. Sorry, uh, there's a really great <laughs> David Cronenberg element directing in, uh, in the Brood, where after the like ugly like elf girls, you know them like steal uh, troll, the troll girls. Troll girl. You know, God, they're awful. After they, after they, you know, as you do in the movie, yeah. So after they steal the little girl um, and walk off with her, there's like this one shot where they're walking down the road and snowing. And oh, she and the car passes by. And the car passes by, and that's a really great moment. Like usually, I, I mean, if I were to do it, I would just show them walking. But like David Cronenberg knows what to do, so he knows to have the car go past to show like there's no help coming their way. You know, it's just yeah, smart. Well, yeah. Also, that's a gorgeous shot. Oh, yeah. It really yeah, is. It is. That... <laughs> the 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 imagery of those like warped, fucked up girls in the in the snow suits is something that I won't ever. The snowsuits are so good. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the, well, I just think the snow it, it just tells you how important it is, you know. Yeah, the snow uh like environment as a whole just like yeah. adds to the horror of it. Well, snow horror has like a, a lineage of being just awesome. Like, like most of my favorite horror movies take place like in snow landscapes so i i was definitely on board for that i wasn't Except on board last house on the left 
That's not, doesn't take place in the snow. No, he's yeah, saying, that's oh, why it's yeah, yeah, say, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that, all right. Uh, no, but <laughs> the one thing I wasn't like a huge fan of is like how, how like people die and it doesn't have, seem to have consequences. And that's I think Cronenberg. I think Cronenberg. No, Cronenberg. Uh, it's not a slasher movie. Cronenberg takes. Although people do die by like bludgeoning and stuff like that, but it's not a slasher movie <laughs> in, in, in its essence. Okay, uh, but cool. um, people get killed off as like a plot. But you know. slasher is like yeah, yeah, yeah. slash like Psycho. Even though that's not really a slasher movie, or like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or some shit like that. Um, but but um, but what else? You made me lose my track. My uh, train of thought. Um, come on. Uh, yeah, come on. You gotta hold yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. How people just randomly die. And if Cronenberg is tackling all these serious issues, you know, and he's taking themselves so seriously, you know, when somebody dies and it's never brought, like, the, the poor grandma, the teacher, like, what happens to her? Oh, yeah, that teacher. Also, the teacher's, like, kind of a romantic interest at one point. So yeah, yeah. That was, like, that's what the studio that. told Cronenberg, like, you have to have a romantic right. plot. And then he, like, cut it out, and then they got in a big war, and they probably, like, closed down a theatrical window or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't help but wonder, what about the kindergartners in that classroom yeah do you yes. hear those screams <laughs> they're like ah, ah. yes yeah. <laughs> so like, yo when she's when she's getting bludgeoned to death and getting like a, 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 a elementary toy smacked her head and she's like dying the kids they're quiet they're quiet but when they, no when one they, of them you know, runs out and he's like he's over you know? murdering our teacher yeah, yeah but, but then after they all just staring at her body Ha, ha. <laughs> she reminded me. She reminded me of like the, the old, like the, the chief guy in Temple of Doom, Kaliba, Kaliba. <laughs> no, that, that was. I think that was a pretty good moment though, because you're like, oh my god, it's all these scary. kids are scarred. Dude, it's so scary. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what's in, great about it. These kids are fucked. Uh, <laughs> one of them be like in prison for the rest of his life, and then the guy just like the father. Yeah, and the father just like leaves them there. That's what he does. That's what he does. Looks over for a second, candy, and runs out the room. <laughs> Every time. All right. All that said, though, it's it's a pretty good movie. Pretty no, good. I think I think it's awesome. It's definitely one of my favorite horror movies. I think. Just how just wow. just, just, just big how, statement. I, oh, I mean, I'm also not a huge horror fan, but um, and also I don't consider a lot of movies to be horror. Like I have a problem counting oh, Psycho or Jaws or, or Rosemary's Baby as horror. So my list is very like shrunken because of that. Um. Why but can't just, you just be normal with genres, Max? Yeah, why? Know, why are they horror? Like, I, I was diagnosed right. at the age of ten with genre problems. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, no, but just on, a, on the basis of how fun it is, like just like how entertaining it is. I had a great time. Uh, out of all the movies we watched, even over my own choice, it was the most entertaining to watch. That's know, yeah. This was definitely like, I, I like popcorn. Martin for me took way too long. Oh, yeah, no, I. Martin? I loved Martin, but Should we go it, into Martin like, right now? it's not. Sure, let's, let's go to Martin. Let's, go to, let's Martin. go to Martin. Yeah, it's good. All right, who wants to who wants to start? All right, should cool. I start? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Martin is a movie about a vampire, but for the, I, you could say it's a neo vampire movie. Oh my god! Um, Absolutely. Yo, know, Cole, <laughs> I'm shutting you down if you say that again. All right. Uh, so Marin is about a young boy, or really an old boy. He's like 300 years old, right? Something a- like 83, that. 83, 83, 83. Right, 83. 84. Sorry, 83. Big difference. Uh, yeah, but so he, he looks like he's 20. He looks like he's 20. Yeah, um, but he talks like an 80-year-old. And he goes to this town, and he sees his uncle there, who looks like his grandpa. His great uncle. Or, sorry, his cousin, right? 
Something like that. It's yeah. older guy, like yeah. calling Colonel Sanders. Call him Nosferatu at all times. Yeah, basically. He's like, like, his uncle's like, I'm Let gonna me live. If you do anything in this town. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, okay. I would have a stake in your heart. Yeah. So he's very bells dramatic. on his door. Yeah. yeah. And so then he, uh, and over the course of the film, he falls in love with the lady. And the lady is like, weird. I hate myself. Well, he, he feels some sort of human interaction. He's like, I hate myself, is what the lady says. So then she kills herself. And then uh, the uh, cousin thinks that he killed the woman that killed herself. So then he kills him. That was a great sense. But yeah. Okay, so that's the whole synopsis. That's the whole, synopsis. That's the whole movie. Yeah. But there's a lot more lying underneath it, guys. Yeah. It's well, great. No, I, I, I thought out of the two uh, episodes of this podcast we've done, yeah, I was. It, my favorite. It might no. be. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was sure. your favorite of all the. Oh, yes, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, what's upon time in the West? The good, the bad, and the ugly. The Martin. Mercenary. Uh, Martin the is Navajo great. Navajo Joe. And you picked the Martin? Oh, yeah. Martin. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> no, <David> Martin. <laughs> Martin is Martin not so silly. It was, Martin it was really? like. A, it was silly. I mean, Mass, at the end, it picked Mass. Mass, you gave Martin the same score as you gave The Brood, and you said The Brood is one of your favorite horror movies. Oh yeah, no, The Brood is going up to four. And I was being generous. Okay. I'm going to bump down them, uh, but bump down Martin to three, I think. Great. Wait, so this um, this I, is I, silly, I, right? I this really, is silly. I, hold on. But, I also really hold on. I also really appreciate Martin's story because it's a really brilliant idea about a guy who like needs. He, he's not really like a typical vampire, but like he like sedates women and like takes their blood out with like yeah. razors and shit that's pretty awesome but like to me it was just so slow and kind of like overly quirky for no reason you heard it here first mass is a sedating woman and taking <laughs> <laughs> that's why he did like it mass oh shit wait cole you're gonna say something <laughs> no but i like i know it's too I, close to real life right i don't know <laughs> i kind of <laughs> like like the slow pace of martin because it it's like he's stuck in suburbia. He has nowhere to go. He's like, yeah, he, he has to like go and you know steal blood from women, and he doesn't like doing it. But it's just you know, if not, he'll die. And it it makes for an amazing character study. And at the it's same so time, like that none of so all the like, it is at, yeah. at the end of the day, like all the murder scenes. Yes, Martin was it's constantly there was no, examined. There was no study done. The murders. Oh my god! Although, it's like totally Martin executes them very sloppily, there was nothing romantic about them. They were like, yeah. <laughs> they, I know they no, were so. I love not. that though. I love that they were so awkwardly shot. Like when he's like yeah. for, the first victim on the train. Like how he's just tackling her. He's like, don't scream. And she just keeps screaming. Yeah. Saying, don't <laughs> he's like, you like, motherfucker, you fucking rapist piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, great. No, but like, it, it was like, he like put her hand over. He's like, don't scream. He takes it off. Yeah, she screams. Mar- like, not don't the scream. Best and then he puts vampire. her hand over and he takes it off. But Because he, he doesn't actually feel like he wants yeah, to Yeah, he's just like, yeah, he's, he's just, just like, like annoyed with being a vampire at this point. And it's, it's amazing. To be honest, Nico, don't take this in the wrong way. How? Like, just in personality, not in his actions. Martin kind of reminded me of you. I don't know. Just like, just... Also visually. Um, but also, that's like the whole point of the movie, right? That's the character study part of it. You find these kind of like 
delicate parts of him, yeah. even though he's yeah. like this serial rapist, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of the, that's the contrast. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Like this, yeah. He's been doing it for 80 something years. Serial? Serial, though? Yeah, he, he does it. He does it for his own sustenance. He does it for his own. I like how food. he says sexy he stuff instead of he sex. Needs to be a serial rapist. He's <laughs> 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 83 years old. Yeah, they did a good yeah, job no, of like, so. making him seem uh, 80, though. They really did. Yeah. And but then... uh, I, I thought probably the most interesting part about the movie was the cuts back to his, like, yeah. the, his previous yes. experiences. Oh, is that what you take it to be? The black and white stuff? Yeah. I think they are meant to be real. I don't think it's I don't think they're meant to be either real or not real. Well, it's like romantic. Originally, it was all supposed to be in black and white. I thought it was kind of annoying. Dude, in in the credits, the actors for those scenes are listed as... Wait, one at a time. Wait, what do you say, Zach? In the credits, the actors in those scenes are... Well, I was going to say that. Originally, it was all supposed to be black and white, but the studio was like, we can't. Mm. Yeah, that would. I like terrible. it the way it is now. It wouldn't have fit the story. It would just yeah, it would have been kind of hard. Yeah, I, I oh, also like also I'm gonna be honest. I usually have to rent movies so I can get them in the best quality. Yeah, I don't know about great. you guys. But Someone needs to fix it. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It yeah. definitely needs a Criterion remaster. Yeah, yeah I think so I think too. It's, especially because they've got. I just think it's exa- yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. The fact that they have that and Land of the Living Dead is like. Who yeah. who's selling Martin copies like Scream Fat? No, like I don't know. No, the producer well, it, is making it like is trying to sell this, and I think Dawn of the Dead at like ridiculously high year, prices. Yeah. yeah, so you like just can't get it. Dawn of the Dead is so much better. Dawn of the Dead is, is Romero's best movie. We haven't seen, haven't seen it. I'm, I'm, you haven't seen it? Me and Jack, no, we're gonna watch it tonight. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. self isolating guys. Um, okay. but. <laughs> Was that to say? Oh yeah. So Martin, for a few years now, a friend of mine who who worked at, with me at uh, Regal, um, Farid Niazi, uh, he's been recommending me Martin like ad nauseum, like every time we talk, like Martin, Martin, Martin. And yeah, I think I also had. Really yeah, I honestly had no expectations, did so, not know what to expect, and was delightfully surprised by Martin, and it became my favorite of this same, batch of same. four. Uh, okay, so The Tenant is a 1976 Roman Polanski film, and it's interesting because it is starring Roman Polanski in the lead. <laughs> it is about, um, all right, well, the, uh, the, not to spoil everything, a quiet and inconspicuous man rents an apartment in France where, where the previous tenant committed suicide and begins to suspect his landlord and neighbors are trying to subtly change him into the last tenant. So it it takes its himself. time. So it takes a while it's... to get to that point. Um, I was expecting a lot. <laughs> no, of this movie. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, I don't know. It's it very strange. It's so weird. Really All right, like just it. just so you know, uh, Roman Polanski just dressed up as a woman many times and scream. What, what does he yell? I'm not her. What's her name again? He's just I like, know, I, I am okay. not her, I am... And when he, like, like, like... It's like Tommy was on level actor, and then right? goes like, back the guy up. Is, yeah. really he's... That was beautiful. I don't care who you are. That was <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it was the, nah, it was when, he first, when he first fell, I thought that he like, his leg sliced off. 
Uh, yeah. And everyone's and like, he's Roman, like, don't, don't do it. He climbs back up the steps. He's like, he's uh, jumping again. And he's like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Roman Polanski, mm-hmm. undeniably not, not a good guy. Yeah. Undeniably but, a great filmmaker. Pr- very fair. Undeniably an awful actor. Yeah. Not, yeah. not Tommy Wiseau, really but like, he's a Tommy Wiseau level. Yeah. The, the way I was putting Maybe. it to Cole was that. But like, comparable. Honestly, it's it's a sim- yeah, it's a similar that's true. Uh, uh, sport, but a different ballpark. Yeah. Well, all right. What I was saying, Nicole, was that I was kind of ex- the reason I recommended this uh, so adamantly was because I was expecting more of like a Bradley Cooper. You style were yeah. Why you were expecting like hey, stars why more Bradley from Cooper, Roman Polanski? Example of writer, writers, writers, oh. and actors. What the yeah, fuck? Jackson, you fucking basic bitch. Oh, Alright, right, fine. I'll say Chaplin. I'll say Chaplin. No, like how about Mel Gibson performance? <laughs> but what we got Woody was Allen. a Tommy Woody Wiseau. Is a example of that. Woody Allen, alright? Yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, never mind then. <laughs> yeah, how dare you, alright? Okay. Go ahead, so, go ahead. But what we got was a Tommy Wiseau level writing, directing, and acting. Not writing. Writing. I it, don't... Was a, it was a cool idea, but it was just made silly by him. It, it was except, except for the part. No, it yeah, is. But Making him like, kill know. himself, but then like the execution is really bad. It's, it's really slow. It's, it's so slow, and the shots are good, but the rest of it. And the score I is know, good. I know. The score is the insanely good. Sucks ass. Yeah. yeah. It's not <laughs> like Lansky's nose. It's a surprisingly pretty funny movie. I mean, intentionally and unintentionally um but like for the first part of it when i was like actually really engaged um when he was like just getting into the apartment like what, where i started to get unengaged when he was talking to the guy about like the price of the apartment i was like i don't care you know it's like you, you cut that entire scene and i just wouldn't care yeah um, even ebert said that it was a bad movie yeah yeah, yeah. but like it, there is some pretty funny like kind of deadpan humor in there <laughs> So. Yeah, there are, yeah. there are promising moments, but overall, no, it's so yeah. fucking slow. Yeah. I thought I know that boring is. Uh, okay, that's wrong. I know that boring is a pretty bad uh, word to use to critique a film because it just no. feels like you didn't pay attention. Yeah, I can enough. say a lot of movies but are boring. This, this was life. pretty boring. Well, I think the reason that we're okay with Martin being slow because it is a slow movie. But what happens yeah. is they have these beats in the middle to kind of like. Bring us back into well, it. Martin so, like, being okay, slow works because it's like very meditative. Whereas for this one, oh, like, okay, whereas, I'm waiting. Yes. Where, um, yes, I, don't, yes. I don't know what's going on with the tenant. No, it just like drags yeah. right. on. The Sid, Red, the Sid Red Martin. But it's not fun. It's like. <laughs> it's a fun yeah. cult movie, right? Like Roger Avery. But Tenet uh, is Martin more enjoyable. It's not. No, what, I, it's what bad, I found really interesting was. No. Bro, pl- that that was pretty cool. He found a tooth in a hole in his wall. That's amazing. What? No, it, it, he took like five minutes to take the fucking tooth Bro, out, and then they he put it back hold, in. He held on shots for so long. Like the one scene when one of his neighbors is trying to, she's like, "I went to all of my neighbors and like put stuff at their door except for you." He's like, "What?" But they would they would think that it is me. That was a, like okay, yeah, I'm good going. Job. And then like, they just like hold on a shot of him. That's like, a pretty good <laughs> Polanski impression, though. Uh, no, what, what I find really interesting is, I, and I think this is, you know, something that happened, well, actually, no, well, more so in The Brood and in The Tenet is this expression of self through the films and just, I don't know, like, this is, this is what 
No, no. Beyond that, just like what was Robert Polanski expressing? Being constantly to told like uh, how <laughs> I to. I don't think so. He doesn't treat them too nicely. Deal with <laughs> a trauma and then you know, kind of going insane as a result of that in like post '69 Polanski career. Like it, and I think that oh, yeah, that's well, maybe why he you know chose well, to take on yeah. the role himself and you know put himself first and foremost in every facet of the production. I don't think he necessarily accomplished anything successful in doing so, but yeah, I know it's it's some. Well, Polanski's had a really terrible life, so he's a, a Auschwitz survivor. His kid, his unborn child, and his and his uh, second wife, wife also like family. had a terrible cancer. And then he made the tenant up. Name the tenant. No way, really. He just he has bad luck, and he is bad luck to himself. So. Um, yeah, complicated life, but I, I do see that in his films, especially the tenant, and I didn't think of that before, but regardless, uh, once the, the last 45 minutes kind of lose you. Yeah. And well, I, I don't understand, it's set in Paris, but every character is like American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except like, for Roman Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> the reverse. It's, it's yeah. like a foreigner in a different country situation, uh, but like the main geez. character is <laughs> Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was like even like the, like the French, like the Parisian cafe owner is like a like a like a gun owning like American guy. Like, you want your Marlboros or your French brand cigarettes that they don't own? <laughs> and and, at and the then end, he gets like when, like they're offering. Do you want your hot chocolate? Uh, uh, yeah. No, I would like coffee. And he's like, we don't have coffee. Uh, he's like, well, I'm okay. not her. You can't do this to me or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I think that that's some pretty shoddy cigarette product placement in there. Pretty pretty horrible shit. I don't know who his product placement. I don't think no. Polanski needed. Uh, I, I think like, still... I'll do some research. He's like, oh, do you want yes. Marlboro? Like, oh, I don't know. And then he like unwraps a fresh pack, and he's like, hmm, very interesting. Come on. What's up in Hollywood? Book. Red apples. Uh, clear. <laughs> what is well, it? What is even it? if the for- last forty-five <laughs> minutes lose you, I think the last five minutes. Right, uh, I think we should start. Very captivating. Maybe for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, first of all, no, from the moment he looks out the window and they're like performing this ritual of sorts, and then he, you know, decides to go all in and become a part of it. No, just that's a great shot, though. The jump, it reminded me of he's jumping again. (laughs) No, anyone? Well, like. The hey jumping guys. in our I never, I never heard of Clockwork yeah. Orange. What is that? I never heard of that one. Is that an indie movie? A24? It's fucking cool. I'm hey sorry, guys. Just me. <laughs> what what do you think the ending meant? I think he wanted to kill himself twice. <laughs> but, but remember when he was like, I'm screaming he's in the stuck same in a way time before, loop. he's like looking at himself. And he's like, that's me. Whoa. Yeah, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I don't think it makes sense. Anyway, I, you I don't wanna, look at it. I don't think it's worth looking into. Uh, <laughs> if your movie sucks this much, I think that analysis is not warranted. Maybe, yeah. Whatever. I can hear Bad. it. Well, okay, I'm true story. No, no. All right, no, I'm doing it. All right, and our last film, and perhaps the best film that we watched, is Wes Craven's directorial debut, The Last House on the Left. Um, this sucks. It, uh, sorry. Jack, sorry, go on. I'm, I'm going to come over to what? San Francisco and punch your face, right? Um, so The Last House on the Left is a lot of things. Um, 
but it's partially about a group of young girls to go off to like, a concert um and then like they encounter this group of like uh recently escaped convicts and like rapists who like yeah 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 we're them, like can we do spoilers or are we doing yeah we are right oh yeah, we're doing spoilers yeah well. and then they kill them they, then they kill them and then those the, those convicts escape after they killed them and assault sexually assault them and then they go to um hide out at uh these this couple's house and then that turns out to be those those girls parents house by chance um and then it becomes like a revenge movie where the parents like versus these convicts it's hard to explain but it's amazing and it's awesome and it's pure grindhouse fun think of all that (laughs) to a kazoo and that's the movie yeah, and it has and it has a great that's the great only good part about the movie has, uh soundtrack which uh was neither no in the no no and no yeah the only good part of so the movie so that's just saying the best part of the movie the rest is the yeah most come on offensive man. terrible how is it offensive how is it offensive how what? is it offensive it's offensive yeah it's woman no, being honestly, like I don't raped, see how it's offensive. and then you get the do, 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 you know. Yeah, Cole's Cole's making the best point here. It, it's <laughs> no, no, like no, seriously, set... Jack. No, 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 tell me, how is it offensive? It's it's literally an exploitation film. It's exploiting the the fears of people in probably the the most uh, the the least consequential way possible. They don't. There's no weight to any of these situations. It's How like, so? oh, There's no, they got raped. Oh, no, they get raped. So they get raped for the first 50 minutes of the film. Act 2, Little Point shows up. Then the real plot kicks in. When they did a remake of this movie, they basically showed, like, the last 30 minutes of the original movie. I don't, I don't, I don't That's think anyone like, like the remake any of, of these movie movies. The like, no all one likes the remake yeah. more. <laughs> That's not true at all. The last episode of Love is a very praised movie. My film teacher Eber liked it. Uh, it. He didn't Ebert love it. it. It's a favorite amongst many directors. It's a Wes Craven. Do okay, not like it. Except some different for the soundtrack. Mass. Soundtrack's uh, great. Cole, Nico, and I do not like it. Cole and I like Bro. it way less. Bro, the soundtrack bops is ridiculous, dude. There's tons of boy. After what's her face gets, I don't like, she gets assaulted. Uh, she walks into the river and they're playing that yeah music. but then She's, she just gets thrown away so and much all that consequence oh is evaporates yeah. and then you have a kazoo over it which like yeah, renders it all meaningless it's like i can't really pay attention to this if you're just gonna you know add this like weird layer of levity that doesn't work bro the dad killing the chainsaw Bro, was too slow. Chainsaw, you need to make the chainsaw faster. Yeah. It's, it's so, so awesome. Goofy. Good scene. So good. goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Having the this guy literally doing booby traps. Like, come on. It's like Scooby Doo. Bro, it's exploitation. With, with an, an X rating. It's, 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 it's taking. It yeah, turns into a, fucking Home Bro. Alone. Okay. You can see the lineage of endings like The Last House on the Left and movies like Straw Dogs, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. These endings that are so like jarring from the rest of the movie, where it's like revenge. Yeah, but it, and, it like, doesn't work with the same effect so here because it's not as jarring because the whole expo- movie has been that violence. Look, you could, mm, yes, it does. You could say that. You could say the same thing about Cliff Booth uh, slamming that girl's head on every imaginable surface in the Rick Dalton household being just as uh, offensive no. as 
Yeah, you do. No. Yeah, you do. Because the hippies. Those aren't hippies. They're just things. criminals. So it makes sense. So do those hippies who, who assaulted mm. those girls. Those aren't real. They're convicts yeah. and they deserved it. Mass, they. Not in that, but they, they deserve, deserve it, to be, you know, like, before law and order. It, it, but it's, it's every time right? Wes Craven decides to depict the police, they look like buffoons. They're it's like revenge. running after it's chickens. Like, it's, like, it's, it's terrible. And there's like, I don't know, it's, it's like out of justice. like a Buster Keaton soundtrack. It's, yeah, no. What yeah. you guys? I can't believe you guys. And the reason there's so much comedy is because like, those movies were meant to be playing like yeah, but it, it, it and, doesn't like, mix together. You get to have like sex yeah, but that violence, doesn't mean the language. Good. It's outdated. No, it's a yeah. real relic of a time period, and it's a wonder to watch. All right, I I understand the history of the film, but that doesn't mean it's good. And it doesn't. No, no, no. And it's not. And it's not offensive either. I don't find it even the slightest bit offensive. Okay. Well, it's based off in my Beyond that point, we're kind of going in circles right now. So, uh, what do you guys think of like the two main characters dying? In base that was great in the middle. Of the what, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Because that's kind of interesting. They kind of do. Uh, I mean, No Country for Old Men. We brought that back. Hey, mid two thousand drama movies are great. Like, mid two thousand like drama movies. <laughs> Cole's right. Cole is right. They're fine. <laughs> you know what I really like? I like grindhouse fun movies where the rape happens and then we get a silly kazoo. <laughs> Bro, don't put words in my mouth, alright? I like Ryan Mouse movies, like, general, that's it. But yeah, it's really interesting how they're just like, we're just gonna have them. I mean, you don't expect it, obviously. You think, okay, maybe the police officers are gonna get them and they'll have to go back and Bro, the as girl. soon as they end up as the, at the parents' house, my heart No, but I mean, you can see I that coming from a mile away from the moment she's like, yeah, ooh, like, I like just live over there. And then they just yeah, end up right. over there. It's like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also really convenient that they just happen to like come to the parents' house. Like, what if they were at a different house? The one thing I don't know about the movie is how they rush out to get their daughter who's dead, and like immediately the dad's like, "You can't do anything about it. Yeah. She's dead." <laughs> and then they go, back. "Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no grievance for the daughter at all." <laughs> <laughs> I like all the animals. Okay, I, I like will now. say all the animal references <laughs> like, oh, shit, in it are dead. hilarious. Oh, when they're man. like pretending to be frogs and cows, it's yeah. My favorite thing was the was the, the one guy's like, "Give me a hit, give me a hit," and he blows the whole thing over, and like he has like the the piece uh, necklace like so clearly like on his chest, and like the mom, she's like, "What's wrong?" and she sees the piece so much like <laughs> she backs yeah, out of the house. Wes Craven did better things, and then he would use. No, 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 no. No, we did not. That's his best movie. Yeah, Wes Craven made Swamp. He did make something. He made what? Shit. He made Swamp. Wait, no, we're not gonna bring Swamp. Oh, is that the one gift you always send me? Uh, yeah, Swamp Thing is great. Uh, I think it's yeah, it's way down because it's not that popular. I couldn't recommend it for this one. It's based on the comic. horror film. Dr. Alec Haldwin, hidden away in the depths of a murky swamp, is trying to create a new species, a combination of animal and plant capable of adapting and thriving in the harshest conditions. Unfortunately, he becomes subject of his own creation <laughs> and is transformed. Arcane, desperate for the All right, all right, all right, all right. That's, all right. Right. <laughs> That's enough of that, all right? All right, any more thoughts on any of the movies we talked about? I'm getting a migraine thing about Jack's climate swamp thing. So let's stack these films up. Let's yeah. say let's all give our rankings. Let's all give our rankings. Yeah. How about that? I'll go. Ooh. I'll go first. All right. Ranking. Last house on the left. Number one. Jesus. <laughs> wow. The Brood. Wow. 
Wrong. Number two. <laughs> Marvin, uh, Martin, number three. Welcome to Marvin. <laughs> Marvin. Marvin. <laughs> and uh, number four, the tenant. Sorry, Roman. Mm -hmm. Cole? Um, so, Martin is first for me. Because, you know. I mean, I'll put it like this. I, I, I saw Dracula, the 1932, I think, one, a little while mm -hmm. back. And my main critique of that was just like, I couldn't take it seriously because Dracula is so goofy. He's like, just like Martin. Accent, and he's like, I'm going to drink your blood. He's like, I don't <laughs> care. Uh, you know? I'm like, I don't care. And then Martin is like that, but it's more grounded and it doesn't feel, it, it doesn't feel goofy. Like I can actually take that more seriously. And it just feels, I mean, repulsive, you know? <laughs> and that's really, it's an interesting take on it. And so that's why I really like that. So that's number one. Um, number two is The Brood because David Cronenberg is a boy, but I kind of agree with Jackson when he was saying that um, it's kind of, the morals are kind of iffy since he made it during eh, the divorce. It, it's a movie, but it's And it's like, also 40 years old, too. If, like, it, if it's in the back of your head, you're thinking about it and you're like, it's You, you gave the same argument for Once Upon a Time in the West, like how like some of it's like, yeah, yeah but, I mean, best. you're still like, allowed to critique that in today's like, games. It's still relevant. I disagree. Yeah, but everyone else does. You're allowed to, but I don't find it valid. And then there's a uh, there's a massive drop when you go over <laughs> to uh, the tenant. Um, Bro, you know, you're not whatever. putting last house in the last. Uh, on the yeah, left, man. Right? <laughs> last house on the left is last. Bro, at least second to last awful. house on the left. You know what? I actually right. enjoyed last house on the left more than I did um, the tenant, but it's so same. incompetent. And like they'll put, yeah. they had the same issue of Navajo Joe where they just like put close-ups in because it's cool. And not yeah. because it's like motivated, no. it feels awkward and like jarring. It, it, it doesn't work. What no. I, uh, yeah, I, I think right, my list is identical discourse. in where Martin at the top, because it's Martin is awesome. It's I, you know, I, re I really appreciate Martin, yeah. followed by The Brood. Uh, I don't know. I, just, I guess I had higher expectations, like liking Cronenberg's work and then. Like I was, I was thoroughly entertained, but it wasn't anything, you know, that went above and beyond. Then there's also a drop, and the tenant, and lastly, mm -hmm. last house on the left. Yeah. All right, Jax. Well, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but number one, I love Martin. I gave it so three and a half. Top. I think you give it like clear. a three and a half star. I give it yeah, four. four. All right. Okay. I mean, so Martin is um. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the use of black and white is motivated and beautiful. I would love to see a restoration, and I think it's a great character study, and cinematography is great. And then second is The Brood, because it's a compelling story, albeit a little bit cheesy, with great effects. Uh, the, and again, massive drop, The Tenant, uh, because it is boring as fuck, has terrible story and terrible <laughs> acting, but the cinematography and score are still good. And then, of course, Last House on the Left as the last movie because it's roaringly offensive with a soundtrack that is probably the least fitting out of any movie I've ever seen. But it's pretty funny if you don't care about Navajo Joe. No, the uh, least fitting soundtrack <laughs> ever is the closing song to the movie. That, that, no, no, don't don't dig out any more songs, man. How dare you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, oh, fuck you, man. That really hurt my heart. Okay, anyways, uh, uh, the Prestige, the ending song to the Prestige. Oh yeah, yeah. bro. And I'm not a big Nolan fan. I really like the Prestige though. Like, I actually kind of love that movie. 
and it's so good. And, like you have like that typical Classic Nolan montage. Like, it's like he blows your mind and everything. Whoa. Yeah. And then and then it goes to all like the Hugh Jackman doubles, right? Yeah. Boils. And then it cuts to black, and it's like, look at this photograph, or like some sort of like rock <laughs> 2000 song. Yeah, yeah, like, I think he used Nolan. Radiohead because he had a budget. It's awful. No, yeah, it's didn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. It, no way it fit. But kind of um, go over all of this. Sorry, good job, Jax. Uh, let's kind of go over yeah. all of this. Uh, there's kind of a trend I noticed here with the horror movies that, like, we generally like this these, like, way less than the other movies we've watched, like, through horror films. Um, why do you think that is? Do you think, sorry, the, uh, the Westerns, do you think that is because horror movies are more accessible to audiences or they're trying to be more accessible to audiences? Um, and so that's well, why it kind of gets a compromise more there. Or, like, why do you think it is that they're kind of, for well, all of us, a little I, I think generally, last time we did a niche genre. Mm-hmm. That is also a subgenre, mm-hmm. and this time we just kind of did '70s horror films, which is way more general. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I kind of forgot your question. Uh, well, say one more well time. basically, like horror movies in general are like, if you look at the other genres, like um, comedy is a bit altered, but like if you look at like a romance or you get look at dramas or thrillers or whatever. Generally, mm-hmm. horror is where the critics are going to be like, okay, this is worse, and I think that all of us generally agree, like horror is where you can have a lot more pitfalls. So why do you think that is? I know. I was just thinking about the question. Um, I think it comes down to the fact that with horror and comedy, it's way more about the emotion that's elicited out of the viewer, not necessarily the structure of the story itself. So, yeah, it becomes more about uh, pronouncing the discord. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's why I think like people don't really care that much. (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually <a> mess. <laughs> no, that's actually a really good. It is. It, yeah, 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 that's yeah, a good point. It's perfectly said. Um, <laughs> I could have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Jeff, are you gonna say? <clears throat> I I think that um, it, it is a broader definition. Uh, this this episode's prompt, but for me personally, in my ranking, uh, this episode reached. Higher highs than Martin the Brood. But that's you also don't like Westerns. Kind of in last time. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of Westerns, Westerns. were my gateway into cinema, so like, for me, I, <laughs> I love all those movies. But We've articulated that we have different viewpoints on that, yeah, uh, among but, many other things. But like, horror movies aren't like my favorite genre by far, but still some of my favorite movies are horror movies. So I think that like, you can be open about them and like, ju- I judge them the same as I would judge any movie. That's why I can be so like, forgiving to The Last House on the Left's uh, uh, lacking of good qualities. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. No, um, I agree I with that. Yeah, a thousand percent. No, no fucking way, dude. No yeah. way, no way, dude. <laughs> no, in a, in, in a decade where you're the state, a can of worms. No, 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 dude, in a decade where you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Last House on the Left, Alien, uh, 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 um, Young Frankenstein is not a horror Young movie Frankenstein, by any uh, stretch of the, no, your, your argument is automatically invalid. Not using it, alright? <laughs> um, oh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yeah. Uh, Halloween, Halloween, what else? Um, movies, yes. Uh, tons of movies, right? <laughs> there we go. But the 80s, the 80s. Okay, let, the 80s have decade, Evil Dead 2, uh, Gremlin, yes, Videodrome, well, Possession, Ink, Evil Dead, that's uh, not a that's a Cannibal comedy. Holocaust, The Shining. 
Yeah, keeps going on. Cannibal Death Zone. Like, come on. American Werewolf. Tetzel Iron Man. Bro, possession. Like my favorite horror. Vampire's Kiss came out in the eighties. Nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, I agree with Jackson on this. I can't believe you guys. No, no. <laughs> no, there's no way that I'm arguing for 70s. 70s what? is good, but no, 70s is great. godly. It's, it's great. Getting ready it's to run in the 80s. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. It's what? <laughs> Dude, no, yeah, I, no, 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 no. Here's how it goes, all right? The 60s, it was a nice nah, jog. Nah, you know, nah. Rosemary's Baby passed on the uh, baton, right? 70s was a full-on sprint, you know? 80s, you know, she's getting older, you know? She's got a pacemaker now, and she's nah, slowing down. 90s, and she falls take. down, all right? The 70s is the peak, all right? And yeah. then she no, gets reborn into a new baby in 2010s. It's like a phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> we're Blumhouse now. The 70s uh, had jobs, All right, uh, I think we said everything we had to say, right? Two. All right, that was great. Yeah, guys. sure. Somebody said Jaws in the first place, dude. Jaws, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Jaws, All right, last time yeah, on the yeah, left, Jaws. Alien. Yeah, Alien is pretty good. All right, okay. Uh, this was great. Thanks for joining me, guys. And uh, let's talk about. Um, we we're gonna talk about musicals next week. So please try to stand. Yes. All right, bye, guys.